Welcome back to a Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am delighted that you chose to spend a few moments with me. And if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, there are some wonderful $5 deals that are available at sitstillmydaughter.com, as well as the new winter edition, which has so many wonderful stories that are sure to bless your heart no matter your age. Did I mention that they make a wonderful gift? And there are also journal covers as well as note cards and Bible covers available on the website. Your purchase helps support this ministry in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Today, I would like to continue in our study on the Daughters of Eve with a woman who you may not be familiar with, especially since we never even know her name, though her husband is mentioned repeatedly in the books of First and Second Kings, Jeroboam. His backstory can be found in 1 Kings 11, which I encourage you to read, as well as the following chapters that lead up to 14, where our story for today takes place. Her husband was a servant who worked for Solomon and, due to his hard work, caught the eye of the king, who made him a ruler over the charge of the house of Joseph. Sadly, because of Solomon's choice to pursue other gods, God's judgment was coming in the form of a torn kingdom. Solomon's descendants would keep two of the 12 tribes of Israel, but the other 10 were to be taken and given to Jeroboam. He was told by the prophet Ahijah that God would bless him if he chose to follow the Lord and do his commandments. Unfortunately, he too would fall into idol worship and lead Israel to do the same, which would forever follow him with the famous phrase, Jeroboam, which made Israel to sin. There is an interesting connection between these two men. Listen to verses 38 and 39 from 1 Kings 11. And I will take thee, and thou shalt reign according to all that thy soul desireth, and shalt be king over Israel. And it shall be, if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and wilt walk in my ways, and do which is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house, as I built for David, and will give Israel unto thee. Sounds a lot like what God told Solomon as he prepared to be king. Both men were given a blessing. Solomon and Jeroboam were told that if they followed after God, he would be with them and bless them. Tragically, they chose the path of sin, but before speaking ill of them and shaking your head in disbelief, consider how many times we have done the same. How many times have we yielded to temptation, giving into our fleshly desires, knowing full well it was wrong. If we are not careful, it will happen with more and more frequency. When we continue to sin, especially habitual sin, It will lead us to a dangerous place, sometimes even destruction for not just us, but others. This is where we are in chapter 14 of 1 Kings. Listen as I read verses 1 and 2. At that time, Abijai, the son of Jeroboam, fell sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise, I pray thee, and disguise thyself, that thou be not known to be the wife of Jeroboam, and get thee to Shiloh. Behold, there is Ahijah, the prophet, which told me that I should be king over this people. This is a typical behavior for so many. We want to do our own thing, but when we face a life-threatening problem ourselves or a loved one, we run back to God for answers. Jeroboam wanted his wife to go talk to the man of God as if he was a fortune teller who could be paid to tell them the outcome of their son's illness. While Ahijah would indeed reveal what was to come, it was not good news. 
while Jeroboam thought a disguise would fool the people into thinking his wife was just a commoner, God could not be fooled. Listen to verses 4 through 6. And Jeroboam's wife did so, and arose and went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were set by reason of his age. And the Lord said unto Ahijah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam cometh to ask a thing of thee for her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus shalt thou say unto her, For it shall be, when she cometh in, that she shall feign herself to be another woman. And it was so, when Ahijah heard the sound of her feet, as she came in at the door, that he said, Come in, thou wife of Jeroboam, why feignest thou thyself to be another, for I am sent to thee with heavy tidings. She thought she could slip in as a nobody, but the prophet, through God's revelation to him, called her out for who she was, and she would leave with the news every mother never wants to hear. Arise thou therefore, get thee to thine own house, and when thy feet enter into the city, the child shall die. That was verse 12. Her son, the child she had carried inside of her for nine months, the little one she had held, cared for, watched grow, and she loved, was going to die. What makes this verse hard to read is the fact that every step she took toward home was one more closer to his death. Her son would die the moment her feet entered the city. It makes you wonder if she lingered outside for a moment, trying to delay the inevitable. No doubt her heart broke and her tears increased the moment her feet crossed the fatal line. She was not the reason her son was going to die, but it would be her steps that brought about the consequences. This is one of the greatest tragedies in the story, that this child paid for his father's sinful actions, a hard reminder that our sin never affects just us. Sin tends to have a wide reach, like ripples in the water. Jeroboam dropped the pebble with little thought to who might be affected. How many times have we chosen to sin, to do what is wrong, without thinking about the price that would have to be paid? Remember the saying, payday someday? Today was the day. There is something that I want to point out. Sin is only as strong as we allow it to be. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. As his children, we are no longer slaves to sin. In fact, Paul tells us that we are dead to sin. This means that when we sin, it was because we were willing. And that is a sobering thought. Every time we sin, it was our decision to let it have control over us. Now, I'm not saying that it is not tempting. Satan is good at what he does. He appeals to our desires and makes sin enticing, but the ultimate decision to yield rests with us. God has provided us with everything needed to defeat sin, to resist its temptation and be victorious. But there is a requirement. We must be in the word of God. We must be walking in the spirit. How can we stand if we are knee deep into the world's pleasures? We must plant our feet on the truths of God's word. Our minds must be focused on things above and our hearts must be in tune with his. And where does it begin? You guessed it, in the quiet place. Your quiet time with God is more than just reading a chapter and checking it off your list. It is the place where we learn who God is, what he has done for us, what he wants us to be, and the reason it is all worth it the day we will see him. Jeroboam made the choice to sin and influenced his people to do the same. But the consequences were not his to choose. And he would watch his son die because of it. Something else worth mentioning about Jeroboam was the fact that his title of king was a direct 
fulfillment of God's prophecy. Remember what he said about Ahijah? The prophet who said, I would be king. Words that were prefaced by, thus saith the Lord. How can someone see God do exactly as he said and still turn to false gods? Someone who does not know him. This is why I emphasize the quiet place so much because the more time we spend in God's word, the more we will know him and the greater our trust and faith will be in him. Please know that we don't have to be perfect to know God or to follow after him. Our God knows that we're feeble, but all he asks is that we love him. Will we make mistakes? Yes. Will we stumble? Absolutely. But we don't have to be a perfect vessel to be used, only a willing one. And that is where we will end today's episode. I pray that we will become women rooted deeply in the word of God, willing to spend time digging into the rich truths, waiting to be found like buried treasure. May we be diligent seekers who learn more and more about the one who loves us with an everlasting love. Thank you.